0: Hello fellow Planeswalker, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninja Boy, your guide into all different ways you can enjoy Match the Gathering, and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. So, apologies for the delayed episode by about a week or so. Luckily, we have an extra week in April, uh, so this episode still is uh, meeting before the end of April. Um, i've been dealing with a lot of allergies for the past uh, couple of weeks or so which has really been sapping my energy on top of that uh, one of my other podcasts that i work on is the oscars death race podcast and i need to spend a lot of my extra time uh, watching movies uh, to complete the oscars death race challenge luckily that's all in the past now and so now we can move on to focusing on other things like the new Strixhaven haven set um i'll talk about this a little bit more in my next episode next month when i talk about my experience with Strixhaven haven so far um the big takeaway though is that limited this set is really really difficult for me um i think i have somewhere in like a 30 percent or less uh win rate unfortunately um so i actually haven't been drafting as much as i had called time um mostly i'm saving my gems at the moment until i am able uh, until the arena open comes around i'll enter that a couple of times and then uh we'll see what we go there um that being said i have been having a Pretty good time actually with Strixhaven, even without Limited, um, by playing uh, a decent amount of constructed. For, for to, to be quite honest, um, you know the introduction of the mystical archive cards introduced uh, Storm as an archetype into that format. Uh, and I just found something really meditative about playing, uh, you know, cards over like a lot of spells in a single turn to try to win out of nowhere with Grapeshot. Um So anyway, that's what I've been doing. I'll fo- I'll tell, talk about it a little bit more in a month or so. Um, that being said, we are at the uh, uh, part of the year where we talk about, or uh, the, of the season where we talk about uh, the cards from the new set um, that I'm going to be including into my library of decks. Um, the sets that have come out, that are coming out, I guess, uh, technically, there, I guess that you could say that there are three. Um, we have Strixhaven proper, we have the Mystical Archive cards, though those are all reprints, so not really much there. Um, and then we also have the, uh, the Commander 2021 set. Um, now, I'm going to be focusing mostly on brand new cards that go into my existing sets. Uh, so any reprints in the Commander 2021 decks um, are not going to be talked about. Um, I have picked up all five decks. Um, I was able to get them pre-ordered from Amazon for about 160 bucks or so. Um, and then I'm actually also tomorrow uh, going to go out to my local game store and pick up my pre-release kit as well as my box of Strixhaven, which I'll probably be using to practice sealed uh, sealed de- sealed deck building uh, in anticipation for the arena open. Uh, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and hop into the decks that I am going to be building, or not building, but uh, uh, improving with the new cards from Strixhaven and Commander Twenty Twenty One. Uh, first off, though, I guess technically we talk about the decks I'm not going to be upgrading. Um, those are Gisath Dinosaurs, Golos Snow, Kestia Enchantment Creatures, Ramos, uh, Tarkir si- Dragon Cycles, and Teemer Atarka Tribal. Um, nothing from Strixhaven really screamed out to me as potentially fitting these in. I guess, you know, if I were to try to put all of the dragons, uh, you know, Okay, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. I was thinking maybe put the elder dragons in with the Tarkir cycle, but even then, I want that to be specifically Tarkir. So that would probably be another, maybe an Elder Tribal deck. Um, Anyway, moving on to the first deck that we're going to be talking about. We have Admiral Beckett Brass, um, Pirates, and Treasure with Angrath. Um, Now, Strixhaven has a Treasure something, particularly in Prismari, which, you know, red and blue fall under the Grixis colors of this deck. Um, However, I think I talked about this last episode, I am focusing my Treasure... any because treasure is now a deciduous mechanic. I think just if I include every random treasure card um, that gets printed, it's going to basically dilute the pirate flavor of the deck. Um, so because the the art here is ge- the the treasure here is generally themed around being an art piece of art. Um, you know that's not something that I'm I'm particularly interested in in, in uh, having a, be the flavor of the deck. Um, so yeah, the biggest pain here that I would be excluding would be uh, Galazeth, Krasmara, the Elder Dragon from uh, the College, um, who again blue red fits into the deck. And the main thing there that the ability is that it makes it so I don't need to sack my treasures to use them to make mana, which helps build toward the Revel and Riches win a lot quicker if I don't have to expend my treasures that being said you know i will make an exception i'll actually include a card from commander 2021 tempting contract for four mana it's an artifact at the beginning of my upkeep each player each opponent may create a treasure token for each opponent who does i can create a treasure token um now this could very well just be a four mana uh do nothing um which you know would not be the best thing. Uh but I think depending on, on your meta, I think this one can fit into if you can get one person to take it, um, you know, then eventually everyone will end up taking it and that'll just ramp me ramping pretty well. So um tempting contract I think will be uh starting in there see how my prey group reacts to that. Uh, moving on to the next deck, we have Arabo Cats, um, which is green-white uh, with a Johnny sub-theme. Now, there is a cat in the deck, in the set, a uh, Leonin Light Scribe. Uh, two and a two for a le- clad cleric who would magecraft a new ability where for every instant sorcery that's cast or copied, um, he basically anthems the team plus one plus one. Um, now, the only problem is in my deck, there are only three instant sorceries, so there's really not much reason for me to be including this in the deck at all, just to ho- off of the the, the the um the type line. uh so yeah most of the value of this one comes from the maids craft ability so i'm going to be passing on this one uh next up we have rick sea monsters in uh grixis col- in, sorry simic colors or i guess as the as six calls it quandrix um so there are a couple of uh um you know uh you know, this is a sea monster deck, which is the kraken, leviathan, octopus, and serpents. Um, in the strict seven set proper, there aren't any. Uh, well, there is a serpent, but you know, it's, it's one of the uncommon common type serpents that you know have a mana sink to make a creature unblockable. Which, if I'm playing this deck, right, has enough island walk that makes that not. Be an issue in the first place. Um, however, there are a couple cards in the Commander 2021 set um, that's worth looking into. Uh, we have Spawning Kraken for five in the blue, six mana total. You get a six-six Kraken. Uh, whenever a sea monster, uh, Kraken, Lion, Octopus, or Serpent uh, deals that ID control deals combat damage to a player, I create a nine-nine blue Kraken creature token, which can very quickly get out of control. Um, so that's definitely going to be a, a nice include in the deck. Um, in addition, there's actually a legendary uh, Octopus as well. Um, Octavia Living Thesis, 8 blue in the blue uh, for a legendary elemental octopus. Uh, the spell costs 8 less to cast if I have 8 or more instant or sorcery cards in my graveyard um, with Ward, the new um, evergreen mechanic uh, for 8. So you have to pay 8 mana to be able to target it with anything, um, either spell or ability, or it gets countered, which, you know, I think is a pretty fair. Um, I think that's a pretty fair. Pretty, pretty functional to hexproof at that point, um, and it has magecraft whenever I cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell target creature has base power and toughness 8-8 until end of turn. Uh, now, I'm not entirely sure I haven't checked the stats on how much magecraft I have and how much creatures are actually smaller than an 8-8 and would actually get boosted up by this, um, since, you know, my creatures are generally pretty big. That being said, I think Octavia... Um, you know, just by being a legendary octopus kind of just has to get into the deck at that point anyway. So um, that's for Eric Smithy's uh, Sea Monsters. Um, Next up, we have Brea Thopters, who actually just did a deck tech on uh, last episode. And we have a couple of new additions here. from, uh, predominantly from the uh, lower hole Commander 2021 Precon deck. Um, so, first off, we have Alibu uh, Ancient Witness for three white, red and a white, legendary artifact creature Golem, four five. Um, so, other artifact creatures I control have haste, uh, pretty nice with the thought that I'm creating to be able to, pay, to ping in as soon as they enter the battlefield. Um, what's really nice though is whenever one or more artifact creatures I control attack, Alibu Ancient Witness deals X damage to any target, and I scry X, or X is the number of tapped creatures. I, uh, artifacts I control, um, given that all of my thothers are artifact creatures, and I make a large swarm of them, and they all attack. That's going to be a lot of damage being just flung around, basically, and a lot of scrying as well. So um, that's definitely a nice inclusion in the deck. Um, in addition, this one's not quite as certain as is going to make it in. Um, but we have Bronze Guardian four in the white right, for artifact creature golem um, with a star five power toughness. Now the star uh, the, it has it has an ability where the power is equal to the number of artifacts I can. Again, this will get very large very quickly due to the number of thought that I'm generating. It Also has double strike, uh, which is pretty nice, um, and especially since the toughness isn't increasing. And ward two as well. Um, you know the same ability we saw in Octavia earlier, where um, you have to pay two to be able to target it with a spell or ability um, before it can. You know otherwise, it'll get countered. Um, and the, the big thing here, there was a, other artifacts I control have ward two. That's just like a, a little bit of extra protection on, especially some of the combo pieces that I have uh, in the deck. And then finally, we have Lucille, Clockwork Scholar, two in the white for a legendary creature elephant artificer. Two, it's a 2-4, the key thing here is prevent all karma damage that would be dealt to attacking artifact creatures I control. Again, all the toppers, artifact creatures uh, attacking in, um, even if they have a bunch of flyers to jump to, you know, try to take them out, and if, even if for some reason they're not being pumped up by lords or whatever, um, Lucille is definitely going to prote- further protect my board and help with the more aggressive plan that I have. Um, and whenever one or more artifact creatures I, uh, enter the battlefield under my control, I get to draw a card only once per turn. Um, so that's a Another way to like get continual card car draw in this deck. Um, that being said, Lucille could also fit into another deck. Um, actually, um, but I, I think, um, I might, I, I think it's probably going to go into the Thopters instead. That other deck though that it could fit into, uh, is the Pal of Vehicles, um, which I guess you know has a fair amount of overlap as well. Olibu to some degree could also fit there as well. Um with artifact creatures having haste. Um, in any case, the pile of vehicles is red and white, lore hole as well, um, and you know there's a mix of cards from both sets. So we have um, you know total one, two, three, four, five, six dwarves total. Um, so we'll just go through them in order. dig Digsite engineers, the white for. A a Dwarf Artificer, whenever I cast an Artifact Spell, like a vehicle, I may pay 2 if I do create an OO Colorless Construct Artifact Creature token, where this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact I control. So not only does can uh, Dixite Engineer crew vehicles himself and, and be a Dwarf, um, it also creates additional uh, pa- dro- uh, drivers for the vehicles as well, um, which is pretty nice. Uh, pillar dwarf warden not not the type of dwarf i'm looking for a little bit too expensive with too low power uh four mana for one power um however storm kill. Artisan uh, is pretty interesting uh, for 3 and the red. Um, it gets plus 1, plus plus oh O for each artifact I control off of a base power toughness of 2, 2. I does have Magecraft where if I cast an instant of sorcery, which there aren't that many in the deck. Um, it makes a treasure token. That's not the reason I have it here. One, relevant creature type dwarf. Uh, two, uh, is able to get pretty large for the number of... Um, of vehicles that I have in play um, and basically will be able to crew almost any one by himself since most of them have at least have at most a crew cost of three or so. Um, let's see, Twin Skull Scarlet, again, too slow, uh, one power, even though it has double strike, uh, Radiant Scroll Wielder is, you know, again, most of the power comes from uh, ancient sorcery spells having lifelink um, and being able to recur from the graveyard, which again, I don't have that many of in the deck, um, the last one though is Hoffrey Ghost Forge, which is a, you know, legendary dwarf cleric, so that might be a reason to include a legendary dwarf, um, three red and white for a four or five, spirits I control, get plus one, plus one, and have trample and haste, um, okay, not, the best because I don't have a ton of spirits but reading on whenever a non-token creature this includes vehicles when they've been crewed uh, I control dice I exile it and when I do create a token that's a copy of that creature it gets a spirit so it'll be bigger trampler and hastier um, in addition to its other types and it has when this creature leaves the battlefield return the exile card to my graveyard so uh, in that case I think this would be an interesting one where I can swing with impunity with my vehicles um, and if they die they die but then they basically get I guess he, he he's the Scrapyarder, or whatever, um, who's able to re- revive, or the mechanic is able to revive uh, the vehicles, and then they can come back even bigger and badder and swing again that turn. Um, so that's pretty nice to see. um Let's see. Uh, oh, notably, I believe that they would come back as a non creature since they haven't been crewed, um, as like a non crewed vehicle. Um, or maybe, they, I don't know. I don't know what the exact rules would be, but in any case, if they die. Uh, if they die, they have to be, they have to be a, crew, a crew, a crewed um, vehicle to die. So that might be an interesting thing where I leave back vehicles, uh, or vehicles um, after they swing. They might get destroyed by artifact removal if I crew them in response um, with some maybe untapped creatures that I have held back. Um, that would be a way to save them if halfway is on the field. Okay, moving on to another tribal deck. We have my Markov vampire deck. This is a uh, Mardu uh, tribal deck uh, bar- uh, tribal deck. So obviously vampires is the name of the game here. So there are a couple of vampires here, in, the, in about a little bit more than the dwarves. Um, we we'll cross both C twenty one and the Strixhaven proper. Um, we have Bold Plagiarist, three in the black for a two two vampire rogue with Flas. Um, a little bit expensive for a vampire in this deck, but whenever an opponent puts one or more counters on a the creature they control, I can put the same number and t- kind of counters on Bold Plagiarist. So again, depends on the meta. I think of the deck of of that you're playing in. Um, I don't think this would just be good to put in blind, but if you know that people in your meta play a lot of counter decks, this might be an interesting one um, to to include. Callous uh, Bloodmage is two in the black for a 2-1 wo- Vampire Warlock. And there's the battlefield. He has you know a number of, of use- useful but not powerful options. You know, Make a 1-1 pass that gains a life when it dies, draw a card and lose a life. Exile a Graveyard. Uh, I mean, Graveyard hate pack and main board might be interesting, but I don't think this is, this is impactful enough to, to make it in. Um, we have Marsland Bloodcaster from C21, 4 in the black for a 3-5 flying vampire warlock. Uh, the interesting part is 1 in the black, rather than pay the mana cost of the next spell I cast, I may pay life equal to the spell's mana cost instead. There are a couple of pretty expensive um, spells that I have in the deck, um, especially on the sword side of things, so this might be an interesting way uh, to... Have Sorin to get Sorin in the play a little bit earlier, um, or on, or multi-turn, or, mo- or on a turn, uh, multicast spells. Um, we have Tenured Ink Caster for in the black for a Vampire Warlock, and as the battlefield, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on target creature. Whenever a creature I control with a 1, 1 counter and it attacks, each opponent loses life and I gain a life on a 2, 2 body. The interesting thing here, I think that I have a decent amount of plus 1, plus 1 synergies um, going on a lot of different tokens. Uh, you know, I'm going wide with tokens and putting plus 1, plus 1 counters on them. So Tenured Ink Caster could potentially drain life for a ton um let's see valentine dean of the vandal unfortunately does not fit the colors because he has a green backside uh we have vain Witch coven which is two and a black for a vampire warlock three three menace um whenever i gain life i may pay black if i do return target creature card from the graveyard to our hand kind of slow recursion here um i'd have to play with this i think to see if it actually fits into the deck and what i needed to do uh, that being said, I think there's definitely someone coming in, a legendary vampire, as you see the case. Felisa, Fang of the Silver Quill, 2, white and a black for a vamp- legendary vampire wizard. 3-2, f- uh, Flying and Mentor, which is the Boros mechanic from a couple sets back. Whenever this creature attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on, on target attacking creature with lesser power. Um, and then the other ability is when it's a, non- a non-token creature, I control dice. If that counters on it, play, t- create X, tapped 2-1 black and white and black. Inkling creature tokens with flying were to the number of counters it had on it, so... This one could work, potentially, um, depending on... Now, the fact that I go out with a lot of Vampire tokens might not be, you know, as good um, for this one. And there's another interesting thing where I might... T- I'm going to talk about this later. I might make decks for all of the colleges here. Uh, and because Felicia is so closely tied to what Silver cool Qu- Qu- is trying to do with the uh, Inklings, um, I may actually be passing and not including her in here. So we'll have to see on what other decks I end up building and how Felicia fits in. Um, Alright, moving on. Uh, we have a to my kumena Marfolk deck. Um, now this is actually pretty exciting because I actually might ha- be this might be a new commander for my Murfolk tribal deck, uh, which is in Simic or Quandrix. Um, we have Adrix and Nev twin casters, two green and blue for a two-two Murfolk legendary Murfolk wizard. Um, this is uh, the face card for the Quandrix deck and has Ward Two, so that that same ability we've seen. An interesting thing is the simple ability: whenever I create tokens, uh, tokens to be created under my control i make twice that many tokens instead. This is definitely a go-wide deck uh, with some plus one, plus one counter synergies. Um, so Advix and Nev, I think, as a Merfolk wizard leading the Merfolk deck, um, if not in uh, the head, it would be a, is an interesting piece to include at least in the 99, um, especially as a legendary Merfolk. Now, obviously, on the, as this is the Wizarding School, um, for once, we actually don't have a ton of warriors to include. There's only one from C21, and it's technically a dead warrior from years past. Um, it's uh, Layla, the uh, Blade with for two and, a ble- two and a red. Spirit Warrior with Haste, a 2-2. Uh, whenever it attacks, I exile the top card of my library, and I play that card this turn. Um... So, you know, pretty decent, you know, it's it's car, it's ex, the Exile Impulse card draw. Um, whenever I exile one or more cards from the library and or graveyard, pull a plus one, plus one counters, so you can snowball out of effect kind of quickly and play, play nicely with the plus one, plus one counters I have in Najeela. May, may the cut, may not. I don't know. Nagila is always kind of in flux with just how many uh, how many cards there are now rotating in and out of that. Uh, moving on to my signature deck, uh, we have uh, Omnath Hydra's Now... Okay, so there aren't that many actual hydras in the set. Unfortunately for me. Um, that being said, there are some potential, um, you know, cards here that might that might. You know, supplement here. So, one, we have Dragon's Guard Elite, uh, which is a not quite a Hydra, but there's a pretty good Hydra impression. Um, it's one in the green for a 2-2 Human Druid. With Magecraft, when I cast or copy an Instant or Sorcery, put a plus one, plus one counter on Dragon's Guard Elite. I actually have a decent number of Instance and Sorceries in the deck, if only from all the ramp. Uh, and then it has four green-green, double the number of plus one, plus one counters on Dragon's Guard Elite. So... Nice Hydra synergy, I don't think it's ultimately going to make the cut, if only for flavor reasons. Um, let's see, next up we have to Growth, which is, again, this appeals to the Timmy and me, um, X, X Green Green at uh, Sorcery, until X of turn, double target creature's power X times. So if my second goal is to just get the largest Hydra possible, this is a very easy way to be able to do that. Um, but unlikely, again, to make the cut for kind of being win more. Now... This one is interesting. It's Master Symmetrist. uh, Two green green for a 4 4 Rhino Druid with Reach. Uh, Whenever a creature I control with power equal to its toughness attacks, it gains trample until end of turn. One of the biggest issues with the Hydras is that despite how big they are with their plus one plus one counters on zero bodies, which by default means that they are uh, plus one, they are equal power to toughness, um, they don't usually have trample, which is a problem. So. Master Symmetrist is a nice way to actually help them punch through damage. Uh, That being said, um, you know, Again, not a Hydra, and if I wanted to, there have been other effects that could have done this. You know, there are a number of effects, I believe, from Tarkir said that if a creature has a plus one plus one count on it, it has Trample, and so on and so forth. So, um, may or may not include this if, you know, for the philosophy of the deck, it might make sense. Now, this one's a little bit too good to pass up. Uh, it's Yadora Gravegardener, uh, 4 no green for a legendary Treefolk Druid, 5-5. Five five. I, I guess there's something with the Treefolks, right, with Multani and Mulimo and who knows what else in my deck. Uh, Whenever another non-token creature I control dies, I may return it to the battlefield face down under its control, control, and it's a forest land, so this is a nice way to turn my Hydras, who I drop early turn as very low, who end up dying for one reason or another, into even more ramp, which then again triggers Omnath to make more... uh, to make even more uh, elemental blockers so this one i think fits really nicely into that um and i think there's even a couple hydras i think one specifically a uh, hooded hydra um which because it's turned face down as a forest um it has i believe the morph ability to be able to flip over um so that's the uh, i think that's a pretty interesting uh, synergy there to be able to recur that over and over again um, and then we have Elemental Elementalist's Palette, which is three mana for a uh, mana rock uh, that adds one mana of any color. However, also, whenever I cast a spell with X in its mana cost, like all my Hydras, I can put two charge counters on the palette, and then I can add a uh, colorless mana for each car, uh, charge counter on Elemental Elementalist's Palette and spend it on only cards that have X in the cost, which, again, basically means my Hydras. So this is a rare instance of uh, non- uh, Uh, non-land mana ramp in the deck, but I think uh, the X synergy is a little bit too good to pass up. Uh, and then, finally, we have uh, Yuriko, um, you know, who is, uh, you know, obviously my ninja tribal deck. Um, now, there is only one, I think, swap here. So I'm currently running uh, Rogue's Passage, which is a colorless land, a utility land that you can pay four mana uh, and tap it so that a target creature with, um, you know, target creature becomes unblockable until end of turn. Now, Access Tunnel is essentially a cheaper version of that with a three mana activation cost. However, the other side is that a target creature with power, Three. The limitation is only power three or less. So, access tunnel is nice because I have a couple of high power ninjas that I would like to get through and deal combat damage. Um, and then most of my lower CMC stuff or lower power stuff, you know, innately has unlockable at that point. Uh, either flying or strictly unlockable. That being said, I do like this a little bit more because uh, Yuriko uh, as a one power uh, creature already this all. Uh, uh, can make use of this, and this comes down to a little uh, one turn earlier. I don't know. This may be a little bit too much optimizing of the set of the deck. Um, you know, for a very very corner case, but um, might be worth looking into um, how often uh, I actually use Rogue's Tunnel on other stuff or rogues Passes on other things. All right, and I think that's all of my active EDH decks. Um, again, I have allergies, so I'm not going to go through every every deck that I that I you know. Have thought up of and actually haven't built out yet, and that I would include. Um, That being said, I do have two oathbreaker or one oathbreaker deck uh, worth mentioning. I do have a a Liliana tribal uh, oathbreaker deck, so I believe one that uh, Professor Onyx, who's Liliana in disguise, could fit in. I believe there's also a black lesson card that deals with planeswalkers, can either destroy other planeswalkers, which would be useful in the oathbreaker format, or uh, would be a or it would be a way to recur a Liliana Plainswalker so from the graveyard. It would be a nice inclusion in the set, in the deck. Um, and then also, I think we're getting a lot of Will and Rowan cards. That might be an interesting inclusion in a uh, Oathbreaker deck project to build in the future um, with a real Will and Rowan Oathbreaker. Uh, now, you know, one to wrap up the episode. You know, again, there were a couple of uh, deck concepts that I had. Um, one I kind of mentioned a little. Um, I, I had a random thought just before recording this episode, um, but we have new Elders and uh, new Elder Dragons specifically. I believe there are 29 specifically cards with Elder as the subtype. However, there are a lot now R&D and Wizards has a policy supposedly where the card has the type in the name, uh, in the in the card name, it'll also have that type in the, uh, that, that card type, and they will go back and arrive at cards like that. So, for example, when they introduced the pilot subtype for, um, you know, in Kaladesh with the vehicles, uh, they went back to goblin pilot, uh, and then instead of just being just a goblin, they update or a goblin, a goblin wizard, they made them a goblin wizard pilot. So, uh, Stands to reason, you know, for example, Jeskai Elder or Circle of Elders, uh, shouldn't they be Elders also? I don't know, that'd just be, that's just like a fun meme deck I think that'd be interesting to include. Uh, anyway, uh, more on a little bit more serious notes. you know, this is, again, a, uh, f- uh, a, a a faction set with five specific factions. Uh I'm definitely a Quandrix, by the way. Um, and you know i I thought it'd be fun you know i i i ha- I've had this idea of doing a uh, ravnica guild set um you know one with like the guild leaders and all that as the uh as the as as the commanders for the set and you know ha- have it follow a specific formula um I don't think there's enough cards from Strixhaven to actually follow a formula quite yet but it'd be i think nice to build around the specific maybe elemental tokens perhaps um So, you know, we could potentially go, I think I'm most interested in building a Fractal Tribal deck, especially with a Legendary Mm -hmm. Fractal uh, in the uh, Quandrix Precon deck, Um, and then also Pest Tribal I think can be pretty interesting um, as well. it, you know in in an aristocrat style thing um lower hold potentially could also be a fun alternative to a Spirit tribal with a red right control formula so um and then you know inklings have their have their own thing where they get maybe a, a white black flying tribal um and then elementals are you know generally i think kind of boring versus some of like the big spell stuff that uh, that uh um that Prismari is trying to do so maybe Prismari would end up being maybe a, a Will and Rowan fire and ice you know, uh you know uh Game of Thrones sorry of uh, Song of Fire and Ice Type thing Um We'll see Um in any case, there are three other cards that are, that, that are pretty interesting. I think that, might, that are worth looking, perhaps, building around. Um, the first one is Ruxa, uh, patience Professor. Um, this one is a bear druid, um, legendary creature. Whenever it enters the battlefield uh, or attacks a turn target creature with no abilities from my graveyard to my hand. And then creatures I control with no abilities get plus one, plus one. And my I have creatures I control with no abilities, assign their karma damage as though they weren't blocked. So... I think this one, obviously, you know, I believe the RTO is supposed to make a, make a point toward Morganda. Um, this one's currently in the uh, the Quandrick. Uh, deck, pre-con deck, I believe. Uh, it makes sense, because a lot of tokens actually have no abilities on them, so it might be a, a place, you know, maybe make a, a vanilla tribal, a miscellaneous vanilla tribal, you know, maybe get, make a zoo type deck, see how, not, not in the classic MTZ sense of zoo, but just see how many different kinds of tokens you can get on the field at one time, kind of thing. Uh, a little bit more fun and serious. Um, on a little bit more serious note, I think this actually fits into Force 1, uh, if anyone wanted to build that. I think it's been done a lot today at this point, so I might not be building it myself, but still Definitely a, a fun inclusion there. Uh, next up, we have Dragon's Approach, uh, which is one of those collect them all type of cards, um, where you can have any number of Dragon's Approach in the deck. And then it's a sorcery for two in the red. It deals three to each opponent, uh, which is nice. Dealing nine for three damage is pretty good. Uh, and then I can exile Dragon's Approach and four cards named it, named it from the graveyard. If I do search my library for a Dragon creature card, put it on the battlefield and stuff Obviously, the most optimal version of this is going to play uh, Thrumming Stone, uh, find that somehow and just churn through the deck with the ripple mechanic and get all the dragons approaches and get a bunch of dragons onto the field and so on and so forth. Um, But, you know, if I end up making a mono red dragon deck, maybe throwing this in there as a a filler if I don't have dragons, you know, per se. Or maybe have this be the start of the dragon tribal deck and then from there uh, see what we end up doing. Um, and then the last card is Strixhaven Stadium. Uh, add a, It's an artifact, uh, maybe a hidden commander-type situation. Add a Colorless Man and put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from Strixhaven Stadium. And whenever a creature you control... Uh, deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium, then it has 10 or more point counters, and remove them all, and that player loses the game. So a fun little way to do infect, basically, um, without necessarily infect creatures. Um, maybe i may making the tracks deck focused around this. That might be a fun, and I think the best way would probably be a go-wide strategy. Um, or heck, maybe I could just put this, I think, you know, based off of Saffron Olive's um, you know, Witherbloom Pest Six Haven deck. Uh, maybe going wide with Pest tokens might be the best way to, to go about doing this. So we'll see. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, I think that's all the cards from uh, Six Haven and C Twenty One I'm looking to building. Um, I think that's, ep- that's going to wrap up this episode for this month. This podcast is coming to its resolution. Uh, let me know you, what th- you think of my deck additions, any cards I missed, uh, for any of these decks. Uh, what are you interested in building from Strixhaven, be it for EDH or other formats? Uh, let me know on Twitter at EtherVortexPod or via email at, IntoTheEtherVortex at gmail.com. You can find Into the Ether Vortex on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can leave a review or on any of those podcast stores or on Podchaser.com. Links to those in the show notes. Um, my that de- my architect with all my decklists is linked under the name Ninja Boy, Boy with an I. You can also find us on Patreon if you feel like financially supporting the show. Uh, the intro and out music is provided by Kevin MacLeod, you can find his stuff at compotec.filmmusic.io. Editing and productions provided by Ninja Boy Media. Uh, next episode, we'll be checking out my experience with that have been both constructed and limited, like I mentioned, but until then, may your be plentiful, but not too plentiful. In any case, pass turn. <laughs>